All right. Uh, let me say a uh, big good morning to you all. Uh, hopefully, we are coming through okay to you all. Can can you all hear us? Okay. Yeah. Hi everyone. I'm Elisa. I, I've not met all of you, I don't think. So it's lovely to see see you here this morning. Thank you for joining us. All right, uh, guys. First of all, as uh, all very valued members of APPI, let me first of all just start by saying a big thank you for joining us for our first ever Founders Coffee Morning. Um, we thought it was just a really good chance to sit and have a chat to you guys, really. Um, we uh, don't get around to see as many of our members as, uh, as we once did. So we were trying to think of ways that we can just share some time, share some knowledge, and we thought this might be a nice way of going about it. Um, so uh, let me give you the sort of rough parameters of how we think this is going to work. Um, first and foremost, it, we want it just to be an honest, open, casual chat, really. Um, we've got a, a cup of tea, coffee here. Hopefully you've got something for yourself, maybe even a water today. Um, and we'll just go through some of the questions that have been sent in to us to kick us off. Um, and then if you've got a question, um, please either put the question in the chat or if you're happy to just unmute yourself and shout out your question. Um, and then we just really want to interact with you guys as much as we can. Um, so hopefully that makes sense. Uh, hopefully that works for you guys. Um, and I'm delighted that actually the first question we have here on our sheet that's been submitted, I can see on the screen right in front of us, uh, Ruth, Ruth Reed, I can see you right there. Um, you've put a question into us. Ruth, are you happy to unmute yourself and kick us off? Hi guys. Um, hey. Hi Ruth, thank you for your question. That's no problem. I've just realised my battery is low, so I have to grab my lead in a minute and plug it in. Um, yes, um, my question, um, I just thought randomly this morning, and it's something that's been burning for a little while, actually, is um, I've been teaching for, oh gosh, quite a while now, a few years, about 14, 15 years. And I've been thinking, um, you know, how can I sustain the sort of good reputation that I, I, I've been told I have and I, and I feel I know I have? Um, um, and, you know, continue that good practice in combination with the APPI uh, support, um, you know, aside of all the general things like, you know, keeping up with your teaching, um, sort of refreshing your knowledge um, and things like that generally. Um, I, I don't know if, you know, I can, you've got any suggestions that um, can help me with that um, would be good. Yeah, well, first of all, congratulations. Running your group classes and your one-to-ones as well as group classes, is it, Ruth? Yes, yes. Yeah, so you've been running for, a, you know, you've got a really well-established, you know, uh, business now and clientele. So first of all, well done, because that's, it's hard, it's a hard slog to get to that point. Yes. Um, and I think, I think given that you're, you know, here at 15 years down the track with your clients, I think first to recognize what you're doing is working brilliantly. Um, I think we're quite, you know, sometimes we can be quite bad at stopping and reflecting on that. So first of all, you know, do take a moment to, to reflect on what a great job you're obviously doing because that, that, is, that is a really great achievement um, to yourself. So well done. And then, I mean, it's a really good question because there's, there's so many aspects I think of delivering an experience to our clients, um, you know, as, as Pilates teachers and, and physios teaching Pilates. I think um, really for me, what I've learned over the years is that it comes down to, to many different factors, but overwhelmingly valuing the clients that you have. You know, the clients that we have are everything to us, aren't they? They're, they're the ones who allow us to keep doing what we do every day and loving our job of, of teaching people better movement and better lifestyle and better wellness practices. So for me and, and my team in a clinic, what we like to do is we like to go back to, right, let's get back to how, what are we doing for our clients? Um, are we really showing them how much we value them? Because, you know, 
we're pretty confident that we're good at, at Pilates. We're pretty good at, you know, teaching a great class and getting people having a, a you know, a really good um, Pilates class. But are we going the extra mile in regards to their overall experience? And I think that's what's really important for me now. And even more so after the pandemic, people are, um, you know, really mindful um, and, and making very deliberate choices over who they go to. So it's, it's a good it's a good question to ask. So for me, like I say, it's getting back to, am I showing our clientele how much they mean to us? So it's, it's looking at their journey from when they arrive at APPI all the way through. So welcoming the new client is, is obviously a hugely important moment when they've you know, a new client is joining you in, in your class, your, your studio, and, and really well planning that in advance. You know what it's like when you've got a new client. It's like, right, guys, everybody re be ready. Mr. Johnson's going to be coming up the stairs in five minutes' time. It's his first time at APPI. Let's make it really special for him. And it's it's the little touches as he's, as he's walking in the door, he's getting a smile, he's, he's being put at ease by a really welcoming sort of um, you know, entrance in the door um, and, and, and then obviously delivering a, a really great um, technical session to him. Um, it's the follow-up for us. So what do we then do once Mr. Johnson's left our studio for the day? What's going to be our first touch point? And we always send out to our new clients within the first day or two, um, a thank you for choosing APPI. We're so, you know, we're so grateful that you've trusted us on your wellness experience. We're really looking forward to helping you achieve your goals, uh, et cetera, et cetera. We actually do have at that point a super brief feedback um, form as well. And it's literally a five question. And uh, each of the questions are really quick to answer five-star rating. Overall, how was your first experience at APPI today? Overall, how would you rate your welcome at reception? Overall, how do you rate your Pilates instructor? Um, would you recommend us, please? Um, it, it, it would mean the world to us if you could provide us with any more feedback. And I think that's a really um, helpful way, obviously, for you to get valuable information, but also for them to feel like, okay, great. These people really care what I think here. I've only been here once and they're already touching base with me. Um, but then there's other things that you can do throughout their journey here. So we have a look at their, their birthday dates um, and we are sending out a little a, a little birthday treat, a little birthday message from all of us. Um, something new that we're looking at um, that we've, we're just introducing is for our class um, clients celebrating their class milestones. So when people have attended maybe 50 classes or 100 classes or whatever you want to celebrate, I think that's a really nice little personal touch that the clients are enjoying as well, knowing that we're really watching them individually as well as a group. Um, Things like what to do if, if you notice that someone has dropped off, you know, are we are we scooping these people back up with a, hey, we've missed you, um, we'd love to see you again, why don't you pop in for a class, maybe at a discount. Um, so it's constantly for me looking at making sure the clients feel valued because, of course, when they do, that's when they start telling their neighbours, their friends, their family. And I'm sure you've experienced, and I'm sure all of you are very familiar with this, but your word of mouth referral basis is just so hugely valuable. I mean, for us in our clinics, it's as high as 85, 90%. Um, so I think, yeah, I think again, for me, it comes back to really valuing the client. I guess one other thing I would say is um, you can feel after having taught for so long that you want to inject a bit of freshness from time to time and a couple of new different offerings. And we do, we, so that's what we do. So from time to time, we do schedule in workshops. Um, we'll schedule in a masterclass. We might schedule in a guest teacher. Um, and they're not always, funnily enough, they're not always as well attended as I would like. You know, I get very excited by the idea of, a, you know, a special workshop or a, a dive deep session. But it's more the invitation and it's more the offering, I think, to show people that you're keeping it fresh. You are sort of looking out the box. You're giving those who want the opportunity um, to try something a little bit different. I think that's me. I've probably talked for long enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ruth, hopefully that's, uh, that's given you some, some thoughts there, whether it be new ideas or just a um, sort of confirmation of some of the stuff you might already be doing yourself as well.
Um, I guess from my point of view, uh, just summarising a little bit what Lisa said, I think just finding something that gives a little bit extra to you that maybe other people aren't doing and keep searching for that little bit extra. Um, some of my uh, guys in head office, uh, I can see on the screen here and, and they'll know exactly what I'm going to say here because I love these various sayings for the team. Um, and one we've had since the time we opened the, the business was the difference between ordinary and extraordinary is that little bit extra. Um, and we keep trying to find that somehow. And they are little things like greeting somebody by their name the first time they, they walk into the, the studio because they're booked in. You know, there's no excuse for somebody not knowing who they are. They're booked in, they're on the screen, you know, you know the time, you see the buzzer, you know, you know that that's happening. So I think that um, is important. Um, I think experience for the client is really valuable. Sometimes we can be very focused on the technicality of our teaching, but I do think the experience of a client coming to your, to your venue is very important. Um, and that's the whole team. Um, and the whole team buying into your values and your ethos and your culture system. Um, in, a, in a way, I think your, your question here has sort of two parts to it. Um, the good reputation side, I think we've covered there. Um, you've also asked about teaching practice with my clients. Um, and I, I think that's uh, a really interesting part of, of your question. Um, and I'm not going to proclaim that we're the best at this, but certainly over the last probably six to eight years, we've really tried to um, find the time for ourselves to keep up our own practice. Um, I think when you're in the midst of building your, your business, sometimes you become very much someone that teaches Pilates and doesn't necessarily do as much Pilates. Um, and in order to keep up the quality of your teaching practice, um, it's scheduling that time, whether it be getting up a little bit earlier, um, you know, a big part of you know, for example, what we look at with the uh, Pilates TV offering that we have is looking at providing ideas for teachers. Um, and hopefully, you know, that your teaching practice can be aided by the content and the variability. And, and I guess, you know, rather than it just being all about the client, um, a lot of the, the content we have on there is trying to give ideas and refreshment and practice to our teachers um, as well. So uh, I know it's not probably something new, but it, it's important that we keep doing our own practice. And, and if we're not good at self doing that, then finding a way, join a class, join something uh, that can give you that motivation, that inspiration, something like that. And it is really important, um, I think. So uh, um, Ruth, I hope that's somewhat answered your, your question there. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> All right, well, First, thank you as well. First uh, person off the off the rank on our first ever coffee morning. So we appreciate your contribution there. Um, Aisha, we can see you. Yeah. So that's cool. Hopefully we can answer your question. So Aisha's question here is, how do you manage to run everything, i.e. the business and the family every day? Um, apart from Pilates, how do you cope with the stress and juggling of it all? Um, go for it. Okay. Look, it's, it's, gosh, it's a million dollar question, isn't it? I think everybody is striving for this always. I actually don't believe in the fact that you strike a balance because I think we can strive for that forever and never feel like we achieve it. So I kind of move away from that way of thinking because I just feel I'm never going to succeed on, on that front. Um, I think I'm, I think I'm, lucky in that most of the time I'm not going to say all the time I'm being honest here but most of the time it doesn't feel like work for me okay so I'm you know I don't I don't get up in the morning and think oh god I've got to go into the studio or I'm not there watching the clock ticking down until whatever time it is that I'm leaving for the day I think most of us and I hope I'm speaking <laughs> correctly here but I think thankfully most of us love what we do so much that a lot of the time it doesn't necessarily feel like a job. So I think that's really helpful. And it puts, I think it puts us ahead of, of the start line, so to speak, a little bit. So I think, you know, finding whatever it is that you just love doing is just a huge, huge help. Um, like I said, I don't think I ever balance things necessarily well. I like to focus more on prioritizing um, and really, and I think I've gotten better at that over the years at really prioritizing 
the things that are most meaningful, the things that are achievable in a certain time frame, and are going to give me the bigger yield. Because as you know, like sometimes you can work on something can, can suck hours out of your day or week. And it's a tiny little thing within the bigger puzzle. So I think I've also become better at recognizing what are the puzzle pieces that matter and putting more energy and time into those puzzle pieces and accepting the little pieces are just going to have to either be put aside or actually put away for good. I can't, you can't do everything. There is a, there is, there is that point where you, you, re, you recognize it. Okay. I just can't do it all. This is more important. This means more to me. This is going to create, um, you know, better energy, better outcomes for, for everything that we're trying to achieve. So that's where I'm going to, that's where I'm going to put my energy right now. Um, I think, yeah, and I, I think too, it's 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 worth recognizing that you know, for those of you who are running your own businesses, maybe setting up your own businesses, it's it's just it is just a lot of hard work in the outset, isn't it? It's a lot of hard work. Um, there's just no way about it. It's the only way to build something. Um, but then once you're over the initial, you know, it's for me, it's always sort of that initial two-year period is really, it's a hard grind. And then it does get easier. Everything starts to pay back. All of your hard work on the prep, the processes, the procedures, the policies, the admin processes, they all start to even out. They start to smooth out and you do start to find your way, um, you know, easier. So, yeah, keep keep on keep on working at it for those hard initial years and the rewards do pay off. And then I think it does start to feel like more, okay, this isn't such a, a job. Okay. I've gotten to where I am. I can now keep on enjoying it more. Um, and, and, and again, sort of recognizing the parts of what you do that you really enjoy and trying to do more of those when you can. And I know that sounds really simple, but I think it's a good thing to keep in mind and also to work to your strengths. Um, something else I would say I've become much better at as I've gotten older and run the business for longer is recognizing that's just not my skill set. Okay, I'm just gonna have to get someone else to do that. And it's hard if it involves money because you know sometimes you have to pay um, and it's whether or not you can or can't do that. But if it's an area that you know, you really know is not your forte and you're going to waste hours and, and days on it, Try, trying to look at how you can get someone else to help you with that. I think that's, yeah. I don't know, I think that's for me. What do you, <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, it's similar. Um, I mean, let me look at your question in, in its two parts, Aisha, yeah, if we can. Um, how we manage to run everything, the, the business and the family every day. Um, I think the the, the truth to that is we do the very best we can each and every day. And at the end of that day, for me, I've learned very much to accept that I did the very best I could today. Now, I've also learned that that means other people may not necessarily share that view because their concept of what is very important today in their piece of what is a much bigger puzzle may be very important to them. But as long as I know that at the end of each day, I've given everything I possibly can to all the various demands that are on our time and accepting that that means I will let some people down, but also that's okay because I have to keep, we have to keep in mind the bigger picture. And a lot of people that work within the organization, um, their piece of the puzzle is very important to them. And I understand that and I can appreciate that but I also can't achieve every single thing that other people want. I have to try to understand and accept that I'm gonna do the very best I can today and I have to be happy with that at the end of the day. Um, because if I keep thinking about other people and what other people's demands might want from me, that might not be feasible because to achieve that, maybe I've not been there for one of the children. And that balance is something that I think one has to learn. Um, I think we have been very, very fortunate, um, in all honesty, that we've had the privilege of doing it together because we can accept and balance that off. Um, you know, and I think we've been somewhat successful. 
over the many years of appreciating who may need more priority at that time for what's happening within the businesses. Um, when, when I reflect down to when our, our eldest two were very little, um, you know, I was traveling around the world a lot and I wasn't there very much and Lisa was having to do everything here while I went off and built the international side of the business. Um, now, you know, coming out of the pandemic, it's been very clear that the clinical business, which is what Elisa runs, has been the much more demanding part of what we have to do. So I know that I've had to prioritise you know, giving a bit more time from the children's point of view and here to allow Lisa to have the freedom to do what she needs to do at that time. So I think we've been fortunate that we've had that balance that we can and, and the understanding that at one stage there probably is somebody that has to take a slightly more priority and that's again keeping that bigger picture in mind. Um, but I think the overwhelming thing that I will probably share on that basis is you will never ever keep everyone happy. So if you're trying to achieve that, then you're setting yourself up for disappointment and, and keep faith that you created this, you set the vision and the tone, and you want to be surrounded by the people that share that and will help you get there. Um, and there's sometimes that has, you have to make some tough decisions, but surround yourself with really good people that share your vision and want you to be successful. And those that may not share that vision, sometimes you have to accept that, okay, we're just on a different path. Thank you very much. But, you know, we're moving in this direction and, and that may not involve a particular person at that time. And you have to be brave enough to do that, but keep people that share your vision and allow you the time to do what you need to do um, on that. Second part of your question, um, I, I will address quite um, quickly. Uh, how do you cope with the stress and juggling of it all? Um, I enjoy running, as you can tell by the redness of my face right now on the screen. Um, I did the school run, came home, put a quick 10K in, came back in to jump on here. So I enjoy running. That's my release. Lise, you, you do various forms. We, yeah. Of course, we, we do our Pilates and we're fortunate to have a reformer out in our, our little home gym here. Um, but yeah, doing something that is different. For me, it's running. Um, people have different things, but I think it's really important. You find something that can take you away from what you're doing each and every day from that sort of uh, stress and juggle. Part. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And for me, it's as well, it is Pilates. I don't know if you were expecting that or not, but um, yeah, my stress relief is definitely taking myself um, to do a Pilates session. Uh, but most importantly, not filming it. It's not for APPI TV. It's not for Instagram. Not filming it. It's just actually my workout. And there's a big difference, I think. So, um, I, you know, otherwise you can get into that trap of, oh, well, I'm doing my workout anyway. Why don't I just film it for, for, for content? Because we're always looking for content. But actually, for me, it's quite therapeutic. I just, I, I unplug all my devices and I do a Pilates session uh, or I run as well. So yeah, that keeps me going. <laughs> all right, very good. Well, hopefully that answered your question somewhat. Thank you, appreciate that. Um, now, look, before we get to the next set of questions on here, um, why don't I throw it out? Is there anyone that's live on, on here that would like to unmute themselves and throw a question out at us this morning. Yeah, keep scrolling oh, through. Yes. Oh, yes, Emma. Emma. Thanks, Emma. Hi, thank you. Um, it was just linked to some of the answers to your other questions. It just got me thinking. Have you ever thought about doing any workshops or any little CPD modules around marketing or the business side of running <laughs> <Okay. activities? laughs> Thank Emma. you. Thank you, Emma, for your question. And to answer it, we are always, always thinking of different things that we can do. I am, well, we, we are both actually working away on something a little bit along those lines. And it's, for me, it comes from a place of often feeling as a small business owner in our industry, actually pretty unsupported, um, present company excluded. <laughs> um, but I, I, I just personally feel we take on a lot as um, if, if you're, if you're, if it's your business, there's not always the time, nor the connections, nor the opportunity to have a sounding board, have a mentor in our industry, and we're learning constantly from our mistakes. And whilst that is important, a little bit of help at sometimes would save a lot of hard times. Um, 
So yeah, it's something that is really resonating with me at the moment because I think that if I know if I had someone in our sort of industry to sit down with and talk to more, um, it would be hugely valuable. So that is something that we are definitely looking at doing. So please do send me any of your thoughts because I will I will definitely um, look over everything there and consider what your what you're thinking are. But yeah, I, I think more industry specific support for us who let's face it I think almost all of us come from a background a non-business background we don't have the credentials the qualification training to run a business all of a sudden we're hit potentially with employment law issues HR health and safety pricing website e-marketing I mean the list just goes on and on doesn't it so it's something that I would really like to see as an offering for, for all of us because I think we would all potentially really benefit from it. So it's a really good thought, Emma. Brilliant. Thank you. That's music to my ears. <laughs> I mean, look, you're, you're, you have, yeah, you've jumped uh, ahead of the game here for us, but I guess while it's, it's out there, um, we might as well throw it out to you guys and, and let us know what you think um, because we're, we're basically we're contemplating whether we, we do like a, a business coaching type service where if you want us to come and spend a day with you or an hour with you or a few hours with you and just go over what you're doing and how you're doing it. And if there's anything from our 23 years, I think it is now, um, running these types of businesses that, that we could help, then, then maybe we can. Um, we've got a pretty good network in terms of marketing and accounts and um contracts and what have you that um you know we can sort of put uh, put out there so um not something that we have ready to go or anything but it's just something we've been talking about probably over the last eight to 12 months um as we've been searching for certain bits of advice and seeking help and we're like wow there's just not much industry specific here is there and we're talking to people that are sometimes giving us advice that have never actually done it and they're like oh well you should do it like this and it's like okay so where's that come from? Because that sounds extremely corporate to me. And we're not a corporation, we're a small business. How does that thinking resonate within this world? So yes, that is um, something we've sort of written down, got a few ideas, thrown a few things around. But um, you know, if any of you guys out there listening to this think that that might be beneficial, then you know, please do let us know. And if um, you know there is interest, then maybe we yeah. can speed it up a little bit yeah definitely let us know what what you would most benefit from what aspects are you finding most challenging and and would reach out for help on if you knew it were there that would be really helpful very cool thank you emma um all right let's have a quick scroll through anyone else if you want to just uh, you can put your question in the chat as well if you don't want to actually come onto the screen and ask can't see let me go right through and then i'll go to some of the questions that are here all right, so, and guys, as we go, and as we have conversations, if you, you know, something sparks your, uh, your thought, do uh, throw a question down into the, into the chat and we can uh, address that for you. But the next question we have here, um, there's a really good question I thought might be interesting from our Facebook support group as well, from Hannah. Um, Hannah uh, uh, writes here that she's been, contemplating getting a reformer for ages and have finally decided to make the investment. Um, due to space constraints, she's thinking Allegro or Allegro 2, as I think um, that both of these can be stored upright. We'll answer that question because they can't both be stored upright. Um, mostly be using it by myself with the occasional one-to-one -one with Pilates or osteopathic patients. My questions are, what are the advantages of one over the other? Um, so we're talking Allegro versus Allegro 2 with this question here. Um, uh, looking on the Balanced Body website doesn't reveal much other than the two being slightly more attractive. That's the Allegro 2 being more attractive. But there's around a thousand pounds difference between the two. So what do you get for that? Uh, tackle that one. Yeah, so it's, it's a really good question. Um, it's a big investment when you're guys looking at your, you know, buying some equipment. Um, I'm sure a lot of you have sort of already been in this situation and trying to think of what's, you know, what's going to be the best uh, purchase for me. So for Balanced Body, there is multiple reformers available, as you would have seen if you jumped on this site. 
the Allegro and the Allegro 2. So the Allegro is the slightly older version. It's the black framed model. Now that cam, that is designed to be stored upright. So if you've got a space that's going to be multi-purpose, then the Allegro, original Allegro is what you want. Um, because it, as I say, it is designed to be stored upright. Always check your ceiling height. It's surprising how tall these machines are when they're upright. The Allegro 2 is the prettier looking machine. It's the white one. So it does look fancier. It looks beautiful. Um, we've got quite a few different machines, which gives us sort of good eyes into the various advantages and benefits from them all. The Allegro 2, the prettier one, can't be stored upright. So obviously you need the floor space for that. And in my experience so far, the Allegro 2 is a lot harder to service than the Allegro. So for those of you who've got your equipment, you know that you've got to do sort of your, your equipment checks on a regular basis just to check all the screws are intact, the ropes aren't wearing, the springs aren't kinking, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we do a monthly road to check. Um, in the studios and we check all the various components of each of our machines. Our checklist is based on the balanced body garage video clips. I don't know if any of you um, have used those or found them interesting, but if you are thinking of developing like a maintenance check for your machines, the balanced body garage video clips are really helpful. You have to summarize, you have to watch the whole thing and summarize it, but it does go through very, very clearly what components of your equipment you need to be checking on a monthly basis. Um, and with the Allegro, it's very easy because all the parts are exposed. It's easy to see everything you need to be checking. With the Allegro 2, the new prettier machines, it's harder to see the components and it's definitely harder to correct something when it goes wrong is the only thing to bear in mind. So you need someone in your pocket who is an, like an engineer, like a plinth, um, a plinth maintenance um, professional who can also potentially um, service your Pilates Allegro too. Because as a Pilates instructor and a physio, it's just not possible. I've been there when the, the guys are doing it. It's a two-man job. You got to flip the machine on its side and completely upside down a lot of the time. And, you know, I've had to replace, I've had to have wheels replaced and um, components replaced by a professional for the Allegro 2 compared to the Allegro you can do it yourself. So that's probably something worth factoring in. But of course, there's also options outside of balanced body, which might be attractive as well, which you know a little bit more about. Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, it, it's worthwhile if you're looking at the investment to have a look around. Um, I think balanced body are great. Balanced body make great equipment. Um, but the Align Pilates, which is a UK company, um, and they're cheaper. Um, you don't have the quite large import duties and shipping taxes on that. Um, balanced body at times can be a little cheeky and that they say that they've got stuff in their UK warehouse. So you don't have to pay the shipping charges. Um, and then they stick a UK warehouse storage charge on the invoice instead, which interestingly enough is quite similar to the shipping charge, but was going to come from the US anyway. Um, so just really ask about those prices up front. Um, the Align Pilates machines, um, in terms of the Allegro, the Align Pilates machines are quite comparable, I would say. Um, the only things to think about on the Align Pilates reformer that matches the Allegro, I can't think of its name right off, I think they might call it AR2. Um, it's a lot heavier than the Allegro, that's the one thing to consider. So if you are planning to store it upright, moving it around is much more difficult than the Allegro from balanced body, which is a bit lighter. Um, key thing on that as well, and the balanced body will tell you this, just sometimes it's some one of those things I see people doing incorrectly a lot, is if you are storing the Allegro upright, you've got to get the foot bar in the right position to make it safe when you store it upright. So it's got to, it's in position two and two. So two on the, the bottom section and two on the angle of the foot bar, and that will allow it to stand up safely. So just make sure you're doing that. Um, the Align Pilates machine, it's a little wider 
in its carriage than the Allegro. Um, so if, for example, you've got um, clients that, that require that additional space, that could be beneficial. Sits slightly higher as well. So that's something to think about for people getting on and off your machines, depending on your clientele. But conversely, the actual, um, the mat itself, the carriage is quite a bit harder than the Allegro or the Allegro 2. Um, and so we've tried all of these machines in our studios. Um, the feedback um, was generally a, a lot of our older clients didn't like the Align Pilates machine as much because they found it too hard. Um, however, they enjoyed its width and they enjoyed its height. So you can sort of balance that out depending on what you're looking for. You might decide to just put a mat over the top of it. But um, one other point that uh, Lisa was pointing out um, earlier when we were looking at some of these is also timing is something to consider. Because if you're ordering from Balanced Body, you can be waiting 12 to 16 weeks sometimes to get your equipment in. So if you're taking on a new lease and you're expecting to open on a certain time, you have to plan that into your logistics in terms of your opening as to is your equipment going to be here on time and can you get it released? Um, and also, um, you know, there's release issues that you have to factor in as well, whether you have a VAT number or not. And if you don't, you have to get a VAT exempt form in order to clear it out of shipping. Um, so there's a number of other things to, that you're looking into from a balanced body point of view, whereas Align Pilates, you don't have any of that because it's UK uh, sort of owned and operated and they're here in their UK warehouses and they take care of all of that side. Um, so um, things to look at there. Um, Oh, here we go. We've got some feedback as well. This is good. So Rachel, let's bring you up. Um, okay. Customer service and support has been really good. So this is from Rachel. Um, she went with an Align for her home studio. Um, and this is really good feedback as well. The uh, after, after purchase support, aftercare support, it can be really terrible with balanced body, in my opinion. I'm only talking about my opinion here nothing against balanced body um but uh i would say that uh you know it's really good to hear that align pilates and, and i think that will come with them being a uk company um that you probably get that support rachel so thank you for um adding that in in on that yeah. side um because that is one other thing actually if there's any of you guys out there that um have balanced body machines or other machines um we've at times got quite frustrated that you know even just get a couple of replacement springs i have to order it in from the us and then i've got shipping charges on that it can take me however many weeks just to get a few replacement springs or ropes or other parts um so just again this isn't something we're doing just be interested having this opportunity to talk directly to you on the product side of our business we're often wondering whether we should start to get some of these small pieces of equipment in so if you want to replace some springs you can do that much easier um some of the other you know the boxes that go on the machines you know they're they're not necessarily machine specific so you know maybe there's some of the other things we're not interested in doing the the big large equipment um it's a bit beyond us unfortunately we would love to um but maybe some of the smaller accessories and smaller parts is something that we could um, potentially look at providing for members um so give us a shout out if you think that's of any value to any of you guys as well um all right so questions a uh, question from Iona. Was that a question? Iona? I think. Ioana. Ioana. Ioana, thank you. Um, you've got on here, uh, what would you advise someone who has not yet passed the exams, just finished the courses, but is totally looking forward to do so and start her own business? Okay, great. Have you come through the comprehensive pathway or the rehab pathway? Which pathway have you come the through? comprehensive courses. Okay, awesome. Very good. Um, well, first of all, I would say that um, the guys coming through the comprehensive pathway, one of the things I've been super impressed about is the preparation coming into the exam phase that you guys have done really, really well on that side. Um, so there's a couple of things that I would um, suggest. One, um, sometimes a lot of our members aren't familiar or aware of the fact that you can book an exam prep session with us. That can either be done live or we can even do it live stream as long as you've got somebody to work on. Um, and that is a service that we have that we can take you through a 
a one or two hour exam prep session where we sort of just go over any queries or questions about the exercise that you have. Um, the other thing is utilize the group. Um, certainly when you come through that comprehensive pathway, you, um, the guys have their own WhatsApp group set up. So if there's anyone near you that you can share uh, some practice time with, that's always very good as well. Um, of course, going through the actual teaching, family, friends, whoever can help you out and just putting yourself in that exam type position um, that you're, you're teaching and pretending, that, okay, this is where we're going to be uh, having a look at it, either in real time or via the video exam. Um, but the, the key things, the key things to, to work on is um, just understanding that teaching uh, sort of ethos we have um, where you name the exercise, demonstrate the exercise, teach the exercise. And if you go through the repertoire, really focusing on that concept, um, then that will go very well for you in relation to how we mark the exams. Um, confidence as well. Um, one of the things that we do see in the exams is that sometimes people can be a bit, um, a bit robotic in their teaching, a bit rope learning in their teaching which can go against them because we're looking at people, you know, we're saying, okay, are you giving a good experience to your client? Are they enjoying the session, not just the technicalities of it? Um, so voice control, when you're doing something more refined, it's a more focused voice. When you're getting them to work harder, we want to see that energy in the voice. Um, and so, of course, it's easy for us to say, but, um, you know, just trying to be relaxed and planned in the way that you teach. Um, enjoy it. Treat it as a, a session where you're teaching the client, not so much an exam that somebody's looking at. Um, mm -hmm. But I think they're probably uh, the key things. Of course, you need to know the repertoire. You need to know how to make things easier, how to make it more difficult. Um, but most importantly, plan the session well, practice the session out. Um, and then when you come to your exam, just try to forget about whether it's live and with a person watching you or the video submission with the camera there. Um, you know, really go through making sure it's an actual teaching session, not just, you know, an individual exercise after an individual exercise, so to speak. Uh -huh. Very helpful. For the moment, my husband says that uh, I have progressed in my okay, teaching. Very good. Because he, very he's good. the one that suffers for the moment. <laughs> he's doing well, by the way. He's next to me. <laughs> Excellent. Perfect. Um, I hope I can meet you li live um, one day. Unfortunately, I don't uh, live in the UK, but... Uh, oh, uh, we're about to be based. In fact, I, now I'm in Greece because I come from Greece. So it's our second day of uh, vacation. So I'm on oh. the beach. Uh, but we live in Luxembourg. So I did all the courses online. Oh, right. But hopefully, yeah, but hopefully if you do a workshop, I can join you. Oh, we love that. Yeah. My gosh. Yeah. Good luck um, getting going in Luxembourg too. That sounds really exciting. Yeah, I, I'm planning to do one-to-one uh, -one classes for the moment uh, in, the, in the room that we created a studio in, our, okay. in our second room. Yeah, I totally destroyed the room to make the studio. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then let's see. Yeah, we will see. Yeah, that's great. It goes. That's yeah. excellent. But I love Good it. Yeah. Good. I, I'm. I think I'm like I found you, oh. because I was in the in the verge of changing my career path, and then I said, "Why don't I do Pilates?" Because I love Pilates, and then I found you. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Like that's you. amazing! Well, how wonderful! Well, great to have you as part of our community. Keep us posted, won't you? Of course. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Hopefully, we'll meet one day. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, and we say, do let us know when you uh, get off the ground in Luxembourg. Let us know. We love sharing stories of how all of our our members and our community have got on, and stories like yours really inspire all of us, ourselves included. Yeah, for sure. Let's hope I pass the exams first. <laughs> yes, very true. I'm sure you'll just prepare. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. There's some feedback on the chat there from from Vicky as well. So Vicky, I appreciate your. Um, involvement there. Um, Vicky did an exam prep session with Sarah Chambers um, and found it uh, very valuable for her um, and really helped her to be prepared for the exam. So they, they can really help out to do uh, keep that in mind.
Um, all right, let's uh, just have a quick scan through. So guys, any of you guys that are on here, do feel free just unmute yourselves, raise your hand, ask a question or throw something in the chat there. Uh, happy to answer anything. That's the goal of this morning, yeah. just to put ourselves out there. You can ask us anything you like. Um, I'll go to the uh, next question that we have here. Um, and this was an interesting one from Paula. Um, you were asking us uh, about on online. Yeah, no, my question was, I'd, I'd done a wee Google survey with my clients in my group classes, um, and they all wanted some kind of online content built on our website. We have no online content and don't really do a lot of social media. Um, the only recording equipment I have is a laptop, an iPad and an iPhone. So I'm just wondering where would be the best place to start and any advice you'd give me would be much appreciated. Do you, want to, do you want to start this one? All right, so I, there's probably two ways, or a few ways to look at this question, Paula. So I'm going to answer this question, first of all, purely, you run your own business, correct, Paula? I'm part of a business. Uh, so it's a clinical business and Pilates on top of that. So I lead up the Pilates side of stuff for the business. Yeah, all right. Well, first thing that um, I will say to you is, First of all, if you're going to start something like an online service, make sure that there is the business demand there for it first, because a lot of times you're having people saying, oh, we really want this. And then you go to a lot of time and effort and money to develop a service. And then the actual take up maybe isn't as good or the pricing maybe isn't what people thought it would be. Um, and so I think the first thing from my point of view would just really find out the business case for it. And is it going to be profitable and worthwhile from your point of view? Um, because online content, there's so much out there now and there's so many different options and choices. Um, and a lot of the time it can be delivered very, very cheaply and that becomes hard from a business point of view. How do you actually compare that? Because, you know, during the, the pandemic, everything went online, right? Um, and so an enormous amount of people that maybe weren't offering online services then reverted to online. Um, a lot of people started giving stuff away free, which made it very hard for business owners to actually continue to support their staff and pay people. And, you know, we moved to online as well it wasn't really a very um you know enormously profitable thing for us we had to do it in order to support our staff and our teachers and keep trying to pay people um but the whole in from my point of view the whole environment of those online services became um really challenging um when when it all started being given away free um when you're trying to develop a valued service you believe in your service that becomes um somewhat challenging so Sometimes as a business owner, one of the hardest things to do is to say no to requests from our clients. Um, and you really just have to go away and look at the numbers, maybe look at, you, you maybe you develop it and put it to your, your clients. Okay, this is what we're looking at doing. This is gonna be the cost. This is how many times per week you might be able to access it, et cetera. The actual filming delivery, that side of it can be done very, very easily actually and very cheaply and it doesn't have to be a, a huge expense, but it is still time and there is still cost and you want to make sure that that's worthwhile from your point of view. Um, and especially if it's a case that you might be employing other people to deliver some of the online content, you have to factor all of that into your pricing and your profitability and your, your business model a little bit as well. Um, so, uh, you can probably add more on yeah. well, What sort of thing are the clients asking for? Um, they're asking for like pre-recorded classes, um, being in uh, times from like 15 minutes to half hour to four to five to an hour classes. Yeah. Um, and some ask like a little video library of like basic exercises, let's like, say abdo preps or bridges. Um, yeah. Just stuff like that. But I don't want to start something that isn't worthwhile because I've got other ideas that I would like to have going as well. So just yeah. make sure where I would like to be 
that's going to be the best for me and the best for the business. I think that, yeah, and that you're right to, to question that. Um, as Glenn touched on, people certainly don't expect to pay a lot of the time for online content now um, because that sort of just became the norm during the, the, the pandemic, didn't it? So that's difficult because it, it costs you to spend the time preparing and filming a class and depending on how quick you are or not. If you're like me, it takes ages to figure out how to upload it and brand it and all of that. So it is it is a tricky one. Um, I wonder if maybe it might be more economical to look at doing perhaps periodically like a special class online. Um, and it could even be recording of a class that you're doing if the participants happy with it or you can set it up accordingly um, to get a bit of a feel for it and see how it goes um, before before sort of yeah investing too much time and money in it to start with because you could do like Glenn said I mean I film if I'm doing that type of thing like a Pilates day class or a master class I film it on my iPhone people often say to me oh wow what equipment do you use I've got a very basic sort of ring iPhone holder light by iPhone um, and that's it. And then we upload to either Vimeo or YouTube um, and then I link it from my website. Um, that's when it's not, much, you know, there's, there's no charge for people to do that if it's on YouTube, obviously. If it's on Vimeo, you can control and they have to pay before getting access to it. Um, yeah, so so that could be another way around it, just looking at doing it periodically, first of all, and seeing if you get much take up. Yeah, good. Um, so we've got some, um, some good additions there in the chat as well. Um, Emma shared that she combined her online content with memberships for the in-person classes um, and had a big uptake because clients can top up their Pilates over the week with similar classes um which is a, is a good idea something we've done in in the past as well um vicky has added there that um she records and uploads to youtube but only shares with clients when they ask um, and has also done some shorter videos and specific sessions um so i think if we go back to the mechanics as well of the question you've asked just on that side the process can actually be done very cheaply and very easily paula um so as lee said um, if you've got a, you know, a pretty up-to-date iPhone, or I'm sure other brands are the same, um, the camera quality is pretty good. Um, I think the thing mainly is to uh, work out sound, how to make your sound work well. Um, we use load mics for some of our recording that we do in the studios. Um, can be as simple as AirPods as well, as long as they don't fall out your ears, which is a problem I have. Um, but if you use um, the AirPods when you're filming, it cuts out all the background noise and the, the sound quality is much, much better. So, um, you know, a simple way is iPhone. The stand that Elisa uses and um, that she spoke about, again, they're, they're not expensive. You can get them off Amazon. Um, it's just a, a, a tripod that has a circle. The phone sits in the middle and the circle lights up and that just gives you a little bit more framing and lighting around the content as well. Um, uh, and then from your phone, um, it, it's the download process that basically just can, you have to figure that out. So you need good internet because <laughs> um, where we are right now, sometimes it can take us about four hours to upload something. Um, so we often have to do that when we're down in the offices, um, but upload it either to Dropbox if it's a very long file and then you can link that through to Vimeo. Um, or if it's not as much, you can put it straight through um, uh, to, to Vimeo. So we use Vimeo as our sort of hosting service, if you like, um, for the majority of our content. It, it, there is a, a cost to that, um, but the benefit is you can control it. You can control who accesses it. You can create passwords for it. So you can give lengths of time that people can access videos as well. So you're in a lot more control of what you're doing on, on that side versus um, you know, and you can put parameters around it on YouTube and maybe there's, there's benefits you of can, YouTube yeah. as well. Um, you're building a YouTube channel is yeah. 
you know, maybe something to be considered as well. Um, good in that if you've filmed it on your phone, you can then just upload it straight from your phone to YouTube. That's great. And then if you've got your website, you can create sort of, we have an events page and we just um, make a listing of any new class or new masterclass that we've done on YouTube. And then when advertising it on socials or on eShots, we put the link to our website. Um, so you're driving people to your website. They'll see what they're after, but they also might then be interested in having a look at what else is on your website. They're on your website, view now or book now, and it takes them straight to YouTube. So the, it can be quite, it can can be straightforward. You just want to factor in, you know, timing for filming and, and how much time you've got to devote to that. All right. Cool. Um, so thank you again for that, Paula. Uh, Gail's given us some feedback here. She, use, she uses a closed Facebook group um, and shares her short videos of stretches and exercises there, which has been well received by her clients. So um, I think there's a couple of things that are interesting here that almost revert right back to the very first question we had today as well. And that's just continuing to look at value and what uh, your clients get from you and what the value is um, on that side as well, which is something uh, possibly to consider in relation to the online content side of things. Um, all right, look, we're almost out of time here. Um, so I think we've got, um, we've got one more question here, unless anyone uh, wants to put something forward on the chat or unmute themselves before we finish up. Uh, oh, I think Vicky, yes. Hey, Vicky, thank you. <laughs> For Vicky's um, question to come through there. Um, I'm waiting. Can I just quickly say hi? I've learned to unmute. <laughs> so I just actually wanted to say hello. It's Aisha. Pleased to meet hi. you both. Nice to hear from you. I've only just kind of started and I don't know anything about social media. So for me, I just think it authentic. Oh, yeah. you're doing great. Your pictures are wonderful. They're, they're great. I love seeing your classes. Good. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. <laughs> this is great, by the way. Oh, Thank good. Good. I will unmute now. Okay. <laughs> Probably the one thing um, we do get asked semi-regularly about from the whole Instagram side. Um, and uh, I think the, the biggest tip I can give, I'm no Instagram expert at all, but just regularity of content, I think keeping it real, keeping it honest um, is, is a brilliant way to utilise social media um, yeah. and, and not trying to um, uh, put across anything that isn't real. I, I read one of the things I saw on Instagram once, I just, I was like, oh, this makes me so frustrated. I think it was somebody put on, do this stretch three times a day and you can grow five inches in three months. I was like, no, you can't. That's not real. Unless you're talking about somebody that was 12 when they started and now is 15 maybe, but that's just not true. Anyway, um, so Vicky, um, I have moved and my demographic is different. I have a variety of needs on my classes and I'll be interested in classes, class plans that can meet the needs of them with adaptations included. Um, all right, um, so Vicky, I, I, I hope that as a member, um, you've been on to the new member section that we have here, and we've got loads of class plans on there now. It's one of the things that we've worked really hard at doing, and it's access to those of you that are in that um, higher membership tier, um, the devotee level, that um, you can get access to a um, enormous amount of class plans that are on there. Um, if you go on there and you have a look through those class plans, maybe there's a particular class type or demographic, as you've said here, um, that you would like us to develop a class plan or a couple of class plans for, then we would love to do that. Um, and that's from all of you guys. One of the things we're really working hard with the members area is to make it as interactive with our communities we can and give you that value-added content that maybe you can't get in other places. Um, so, so, Vicky, have a look on the, on, get onto your members area 
Um, and for those of you that are here and you um, haven't found the time to get onto the new members area, please do. It's really cool. We've put an enormous amount of work into it um, and we're continuing to make sure that um, you know, the membership is as value-based as we can get it. Um, so we've got lots of class plans on there, lots of videos, all the leases stuff that um, you might have seen on Instagram and on other places is on the members area. Um, so try to get on there, have a look at those class plans, Vicky, see if that helps you. Um, and if the particular demographic or type of class isn't there, um, shoot us in a request um, and we can try to develop that for you and put it onto the members area there as well. All right. Cool. Um, thank you. Hopefully that uh, addresses some of that for you. Uh, thank you for your contribution as well. Um, and uh, guys, uh, from Paula, uh, best contact is through through the Institute. So through the info at appihealthgroup.com. Um, and the guys are very good at sending that on to either Elisa or myself. So, um, you know, it is a real um, commitment of ours to engage with our, our members as much as we can. The idea of this was to you know, get the ball rolling, to let you guys know that we don't want to be you know, faceless in the background. Um, we want to be connected with you guys, provide the content you want. So shoot us in those questions when you can. Um, let us know about um, some of those different things that we spoke about today. If they'd be interested to you, then they can sort of be pushed up the agenda item a little bit. Um, but uh, I think that's probably us for this morning. Yeah, thank you so much for joining everyone and genuinely for all of your thoughts and your comments. Your feedback is much appreciated. And please do just keep forwarding us your thoughts and feedbacks and suggestions because it really helps us to keep shaping APPI in the way that it meets our community's needs. So thank you so much for coming and for all of your involvement. We really appreciate it. Thanks all. Have a good day. Have a good week. Thanks we'll everyone. Bye. Thank you.